Welcome back to the Local Dreamer podcast. It's crazy. We're reaching the end of the year. I cannot believe it. Coming off of this Thanksgiving holiday, I have to confess that this was one of the first Thanksgivings that I actually celebrated motivated by Thanksgiving. Normally, it's done out of obligation. It's on the calendar. It's kind of what you do, especially living in the United States. This is just kind of an American holiday. And even though I'm in Hawaii and I don't feel connected at all to America or American history, and I live in a state that where people still feel that it's being occupied illegally and thinking of just history and how everything went down, I've never held a sentimental attachment at all to Thanksgiving. And I even try to do alternative things with my family because I don't appreciate this holiday at all. <laughs> and so even with uh, one side of my family, we just agreed, like, let's do brunch and So that's what we were going to do. And when I went to go grocery shopping for brunch items, lo and behold, to my surprise, I went like the day before Thanksgiving. So I for sure did not believe that there would be any Thanksgiving food left on the shelves. I had heard that things got wiped out like a few days before Thanksgiving. I was there the day before Thanksgiving. And to my surprise, I came around the corner and there were three organic turkeys sitting there and when I laid my eyes on that turkey something hit me (laughs) it was like an epiphany I looked at that turkey and I was like oh my gosh I want Thanksgiving dinner I am thankful I'm thankful for my family and I want to cook dinner to express my gratitude to my family and so I just went around and I still got my brunch items but I was like I'm doing Thanksgiving dinner and I'm gonna do it all. I'm doing the whole thing. So I swung from trying to escape Thanksgiving once again to like, no, I am thankful and I'm cooking my family dinner. And it was really good. And we enjoyed both. Best of both worlds. A great brunch and later a full-on Thanksgiving dinner. And it was really an overflow of gratitude in my heart to God, of course, first and foremost. And especially to my family because I am thankful for my family and I'm thankful to my husband for the life he's given us. And I really wanted to remind our kids to say thank you. And when we're grateful and thankful for what we have, more will come. So I'm thankful that God came through and inspired my heart to celebrate Thanksgiving. And it was really awesome. A few months back, I had a dream that someone came to me and they told me that there was going to be this conference held by a South African. And it was specific training, like a high level training for deliverance. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want to go to that. And they were telling me like how it was going to play out. And I knew inside my head, like, okay, this sounds awesome, but it's going to be like three grand. It's going to be like over three grand, super expensive. And so I was kind of thinking in in my mind, like, ooh, maybe I could reach out to them and offer to teach something like dance or self-defense, something that I do that I could contribute to their conference to just add value to it. And maybe I could sit in on the teaching sessions for free as a trade. And so I'm like thinking like, ooh, how do I get there? And all I was told was it was specific training in deliverance. It was held or hosted, I should say, by a South African. And I I wanted to go. So I say that because if any of you know of anything along those lines that fit that description, please comment or let me know, direct message me. I would like to know about that and I would like to somehow participate or just attend and learn. After having that dream, I'm not sure if it was 
plant that seed was planted from that dream in my mind or if this is just something that God is just speaking to me anyways but after that I just knew that December was for deliverance and so I thought that a few months ago and as we're approaching December I keep hearing that December is for deliverance December is for deliverance something about deliverance is happening in December so this episode is going to be me sharing my notes on what I found while digging into the word deliver or deliverance. So I'm sure in English we all have an understanding of what the word deliver means. Just to refresh our memory, it can mean to bring or transport to the proper place or recipient, to distribute, to surrender someone or something to another, to hand over, to secure something promised or desired. So when we think of deliver, there can be the deliverance where you think of like the exorcist. And even that's cool if you think about what it means in English. It means to hand over. It's like where someone is performing deliverance, the enemy is having to hand over that person back to God. And you can think of December as for deliverance because there was a delivery, a transport of a package, a very special package, a baby into this month where we celebrate Christmas. This can be also to secure a promise. Are you going to deliver? Are you going to come through? That's pretty cool. God will deliver you. He will fulfill those promises and those desires that he has for you in your life. And for me, when I read the word deliver in the Bible, I just assume that, for instance, like when David's calling out for God, deliver me, I'm picturing that God's going to pull him up almost by his hair, pick him up and then put him out on the sidelines where he's no longer faced with his enemies. In my mind, that's what I think of deliver, especially when we're faced with conflict or trials, that if I'm asking God to deliver me, he's actually going to remove me from my situation. That to me looks like deliverance. When you think about it, our English language is pretty flat. It's like a sketch on a paper of a prism. And when you try to look into what the Hebrew definition or translation is for our English flat word, it's like you can reach into that paper, pull out that prism, realize it's this multidimensional object, and just a slight turn will still be the prism, but you'll just see it in a whole new depth. And so this is kind of what I'm scratching the surface on is I'm just taking our English translated word and trying to see what that means in Hebrew and kind of pray into what did you really mean God when you said it. And this word deliver is like that. On paper, it's a prism. The word is true. It's deliver. The translators did the correct job of representing the, the sketch of what this word is. I'm trying to reach in, pull it out. This word is actually a multi-dimensional object and it is deliver in English but as I just look at the Hebrew meaning and turn it a little bit there are so many other words that represent the same object so when we read the word deliver in the Bible a lot of the time the word is used translated from the Hebrew word Natsal which holds kind of the generally accepted and assumed definition of what the word deliver means. And that is defined as to snatch away, rescue, save, strip, tear oneself away, to be torn out of or away, be delivered, 
to strip off, spoil, to take away, snatch away, to rescue, recover, to deliver from sin and guilt, to be plucked out, and to strip oneself. So that to me is kind of the more common way that I personally would think of the definition of deliver, to be delivered, or deliverance would come in that form, to be snatched away, to be in a bad situation. And when I am delivered, that means I'm no longer in a bad situation. When all the odds are against me, if I call on the Lord to deliver me, and if he answers me, that would mean that I am no longer faced with my enemy. I am no longer surrounded by my enemy. I was delivered. I was plucked out, picked up, and put somewhere else. And that is true. That is a definition of deliverance. And that word, natsal, does come up many times in the Bible. But if you don't take those verses and look at the Hebrew words, you'll just skim over and miss a lot of what is behind the things that God said. This word deliver occurs over 200 times in the Bible. And how are we to know which word in Hebrew they're translating that from? That's our job. That's our homework. So we read deliver and is it not Saul or is it our next word in Hebrew that means deliver, which is halatz? It is true that halatz does mean to deliver, but it also means remove, draw out, draw off, take off, withdraw, equip, as in for war, equip for war, arm for war, rescue, be rescued, to be armed, to be equipped, to make strong, brace up, to invigorate, to draw out or off, withdraw, to be saved, delivered, to pull out, tear out, to rescue, deliver, set free, to take away plunder. The Hebrew lexicon defines halatz as to draw. And also a concrete definition is loins, to draw out of the loins as in the next generation comes from drawing out of the loins of man. That is where the next generation comes from. It also talks about to draw, as in to draw something out and away, which agrees with not Saul because you are going to be snatched away and removed away, to be taken out, torn out, torn away from. But in Halatz, this not only alludes to to draw something out or away, it also means arm, as in to draw out weapons for battle, which to me just gets me so excited to just know this. Not that I'm excited to just be left in the battle, but what's exciting is that this word deliver means to draw. We might be looking for God to draw us out of our situation, to remove us from our situation. But God is looking at us, watching us, waiting for us to draw our weapon. Who's going to draw first? Is God going to draw me out or am I going to draw my weapon? That's kind of the standoff here on how we choose to look at our situation and our circumstances, especially when we don't see what God sees. We could be in the midst of the fight because God left us there because he sees us and he's waiting for us to draw our weapon that he's given us. It's also telling us that we are being invigorated. 
invigorated and energized with energy for war and for battle. And that is an intense amount of energy to be invigorated. You will have the stamina, the endurance, and the capacity to stand wherever it is that God is not currently drawing you out from. This is a good word of encouragement and a good reminder because we could be thinking God failed us, God left us, but does God ever not come through? No, he always comes through. And sometimes we have to adjust our perspective on what is going on. God is not drawing me out of my circumstance. So he must have some sort of confidence and intel on my capacity to stay in this fight, to stay in this circumstance, to stay in this trial because he sees me armed. He's not leaving me in a situation that I can't handle. I have everything I need to get through this trial, this circumstance, this issue. God sees and is believing in me. He knows I have the courage and the ability to stand strong and to be armed with what I need to make it through. He has delivered me. I am here strengthened and armed and that is my deliverance. Yes, deliverance does mean to be rescued, to be set free. Yes, that is true, but let's not forget. Deliverance means to draw a weapon, to arm yourself for battle. Maybe things aren't changing because the Lord wants you in that family. The Lord wants you in that relationship right now to stand up and to fight and to not back down that the Lord is bracing you up, that if you go back to trusting God with no plan B, you sincerely have sought the Lord. You sincerely have asked him, God, deliver me. And nothing's changing at this moment. Then you got to know that you have a weapon in your hand. You have a spine of steel. You have been invigorated with energy to outlast your enemy, to outlast the things that you're up against, that they are not going to wear you down. They just won't. Because you have a supernatural source of energy. You've been invigorated by God himself. You have been armed with weapons from the most high. What they look like and what they are, seek the Lord about that. It could be a word. It could be being silent. It could be saying something just in the right moment that'll bring your enemy or your trial to their knees. Sometimes... The Lord just wants us to stand our ground. If we have a clear conscience and if our hearts are humbled towards the Lord, you know yourself, you know your intentions. If you know you're not being manipulative, if you know you're not being selfish in whatever's happening and you know that you know that you know, like this is just not right. Sometimes we just need to stay there and we need to stand there and say, this is just not right. Or if we're in the midst of a trial or a temptation, We need to not make a move. If you are facing temptation and you are like, I want to do this, but I know it's wrong. And you still have a conscience. You know in your heart of hearts that if I do this, the ripple effect is going to be so damaging. And I'm going to have a lot of consequences myself. And I'm going to hurt a lot of people in the process if I do this one thing. If you're facing that now, I just want to say, don't move a muscle. Don't do anything. Do not act upon anything. You stand strong. The Lord is strengthening you. Your spine is 
becoming strong like steel. You are not going to be wavered. You're not going to be pushed to the side. You're not going to be pushed forward to act out on what everything is telling you inside your body that you want to do. Do not move. That is something that we actually can have control over is getting up and physically moving. Like tell your body you're not moving. When that, when that feeling overcomes you and you want to do something that is whatever, whatever your thing is right now, if it is alcohol, if it is drugs, if it is pills, if it is porn, if it is a person, if it is an eating disorder. I mean, the, the, the list could go on and on, but humans, we all have our thing that haunts us. And until you conquer that thing, if you're facing it, if it's a sexual thing, what you can do, you can not move. And I'm just saying like, you having self-control over your body in the in the height of that temptation or in that moment when you know your heart's racing and you want to do this you want to go out you're like sniffing the wind and you're like i, I want to go you know if your friends are calling you to party or whatever and you're like i'm out there don't go say you're gonna come and don't show up like whatever it takes just don't move let them go on you focus on having control over you in that moment and don't think five minutes past that moment, moment by moment, stay where you're at, knowing that God is going to strengthen you. God is strengthening you. He's arming you that when you do get up, you're, you're going to be more strong than when you got into this, this temptation this time. You not moving and not acting out of impulse, but even just for a moment, telling, showing your body that you have control over your body. Make your body sit there and be still and let the Lord deliver you by strengthening and arming you. You might not feel it, you might not see it, but by faith, receive it. He is arming you so that the next time this ugly thing rears its head, you are that much stronger and then you do it again. Because those kind of things come in waves and if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It's like a haunting. So you kind of have to just set up your own <laughs> personal uh, plan of how you're going to get through it. But I'm telling you, not moving physically is a good way to start to bring your body into obedience to your spirit. There's something about sitting still and being quiet that kind of reprograms your brain and your ability to kind of create new pathways that you're showing your body that you don't respond to the physical desire, that your heart might be racing and your mind might be thinking, I want this, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, I need this, but you actually reset your body to know it's not gonna get what it wants. This is where the scripture, be still and know that I am God, really, works. Being still and letting your body submit and humble and fold to the fact that he is God. It's not this violent thing that you're going to know I'm God. The simple act of sitting down and being quiet and allowing your, your body and your brain to reset because of a lot of addiction comes because you physically do something and then there's a result. So changing that up tells your body that these things that I do because I get gratification of some kind, 
doesn't always happen. Just because I feel the feeling doesn't mean the reward's coming to me. So then those feelings and impulses that your body tells your brain that you need to do doesn't have that much power over you. So if you can stand in the midst of your trial or your temptation, because God is not just magically removing you from that temptation, he is delivering you by arming you with what you need to stand strong and to face your enemy and to have the energy and the ability to outlast that temptation, that trial, that circumstance. That to me is super hopeful. I don't know about you, but when our eyes aren't seeing any change, to know that God is strengthening my spine. He is giving me all I need to stand in this trial, in this circumstance, in this issue, in the gnarliest temptation of my life. I am strengthened. I can stand here and do nothing, not act out on what impulses I'm thinking, feeling, and experiencing, not doing anything, standing strong, and just weathering the storm. So many times when we are in hard situations, we want to run, and by all means, bad relationships, you should run from. Abusive relationships, you should run from. But there are, you can't run from everyone and everything. And so the point in this one is not to stay in an abusive, horrible uh, situation or circumstance. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about things that, you know, we can't run from everything. And because these people are still in my life, because my situation is not changing, to not be fooled to think that God doesn't hear you or God doesn't see you and God's not listening. It's to change our mindset a little bit and to see like, wow, things aren't changing, but God hasn't left me alone. He is bracing up my spine. And there definitely is a time for action, but as equally as powerful as action is and can be and making moves that are hard and doing things that are tough and making those choices and cutting the line and doing this and that and and being full of action to change your circumstances I'm just saying that inaction is just as powerful since we can't run from every situation. And if we are not being divinely removed from situations and the hand of God isn't just plucking us up and pulling us out, then we need to know that we are armed and able and strong enough in the Lord to stand strong as we face our trials, as we face our temptations that God is confident in us. He believes in us. We might not believe in ourselves, but he believes in us and we need to to bank on that. And rest assured, God will not give us anything we can't handle. When the fight gets too gnarly and too rough and too heavy, he will remove us because it says he will not give us anything we can't handle. Whatever we're in, God looks at us and he's like, you can do this. Buck up, get strong, let's go. I gave you weapons, let's use them. So know that if you're still left in the fight, God knows that you're there and he will not leave you to die there. When it gets to be too much and he sees, he will change your circumstances. But until then, hold on and be strong and have confidence that you are armed. And I know for myself, it is hard to keep the future in mind when you're faced with trials and temptations in the now. But that is something that we have to reinsert into our mind that 
what we're going through now and how we react and act actually affects the future generations. It affects those that came from our loins that were drawn out of our loins. The next generation depends on how we stand and react in the midst of trials and temptations. And from having teenagers and preteens myself, I know that kids and the future generation, they don't want to be told what to do. I get it. But we're not around laying, slapping rolls and telling people always what to do. We can say with our words what we would hope for them to do, but we can't control them. But what will speak volumes is the way that we act and react, especially when the pressure is on us as adults. How are we going to face that? How are we going to face temptation? How are we going to face the trials? What are we going to do? Are we always going to be running from our problems? Are we going to show our kids that when things aren't changing around us, then that means that God has strengthened me to stand and I'm going to stand strong. And this is how someone with integrity stands. This is how someone looks who stands for truth. And no matter how much pressure is on me or how much I'm feeling temptation, that I don't have to give in to those things. I don't have to. Just because things in my life aren't changing doesn't mean that I just fold and bend to those things. God has shown me what truth is. God is showing me what's right. I know what it looks like, and I'm showing you what it looks like. Follow my example. Let us do that for our children, our friends' children. Do it for your future children, for all the kids around us that look at us, that see us. A lot of little eyes are on us, and we have to show them a way. We have to show them a way, at least give them an option at this point. The world is giving them their way and we need to at least hold out an option that there is another way. And the way is walking with the Lord. The way is following God. The way is digging into the Bible and seeing what God has to say and then adjusting our life to look like we believe what we read. So stand strong, believe in yourself, have courage to face your enemy, have courage to face the temptation that you don't want to face today. Be of good courage. Know that the Lord is strengthening you, has equipped you, has armed you for war. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, a hui ho.